Hello, Brad. What's going on, man? Brad, dude, what's going on, man? You are live right now on the Zach Moonshine Show with Metal Devastation fucking radio. We just got done nice. blasting uh, uh, American Terror, end of end of America. And before that, we did Legend, man. Uh, awesome. Yeah, man, your new track, dude. So tell us, man, what the fuck is going on in your world, dude? Well, right now, I'm super sick with, like, the flu or some shit. So my voice sounds like trash, so I apologize for that. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. But I'm here, so that's all that matters. So, um, yeah, if you have trouble understanding what the hell I'm saying, that's why. But, um, but yeah, man, so we are, uh, you know, we just put out this new single. We've been working on this record for a while. It's kind of been held up from all the COVID stuff. And, um, you know, the drummer, Rob Hammersmith, plays the skid row. And they were in the middle of making a record, too, and their tour schedule. So it just kind of, like, got held up forever and, you know, just life happening. And, uh finally got it done wrapped it up finished mixing it and said it's time to just put it out um we actually had the single done for a long time and uh yeah just the timing with all the political climate of everything in america just did not feel like the timing was right so we held off on it for a minute and just said screw it now or never let's go Hell yeah! Well, fuck, man. I'm sorry you're not feeling good, dude. And I thank you so much for taking the time to to still do this, man. That's fucking awesome. Of course. Man. Hell yeah, man. Absolutely. Anything for the name of metal. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. So, uh, so, so your drummer is uh, your drummer is in Skid Row. I thought it was a former drummer, actually. No, he plays actively with Skid Row now. That's yep. fucking so cool, been, man. Yeah. So. Um, you know, which definitely hinders us from hitting the road and playing shows and stuff like that, because with their new album coming right. out, their schedule is really insane. Um, but we're going to be trying to figure out some live shows to follow up this record. And if, if he's too busy, we're going to have to just get a, a sub for the shows that he can't do and stuff like that, which he's totally cool with and understands. Uh, but I knew going into this project, the Skid Row was his top priority. And, uh, you know, I'm gotta honor that because skid row is fucking awesome so you know and rob's an awesome guy so it is what it is yeah man that's totally understandable dude and uh when keith morash sent me over the fucking promo and all the information and everything he also said that there was a guns and roses connection can you tell us about that uh so there's a couple of them um back when before velvet revolver got scott wyland um Duff uh, had actually called me up to audition for Velvet Revolver. Um, so I actually did three songs with Velvet Revolver. And from there, I met, um, around that time, I met the Guns N' Roses producer, Mike Klink. And Mike Klink and I stayed in touch for years. And he ended up producing one of my solo records. And us working together on my solo record, um, even actually did one and a half of my solo records but uh you know through the process of working together uh we decided we were actually a good team and we formed a publishing company together and uh now i do a lot of work with him mixing projects that he's doing and stuff like that so man how cool is that dude like i bet i bet that guy's got some stories to tell huh oh my god i've heard some <laughs> great ones like just yeah shit that like it, you know, there's the stuff that you hear that people definitely have wrong about the band. And then there's the stuff that's like everything is 
exactly what you would expect about the band. You know what I mean? Um, so it's it's hilarious. Yeah, there's some great stories for sure. I try to I try not to fan out ever with him. Uh, now that we've uh, been working together for so many years, I definitely uh, ask him a lot more questions. But the good thing is, with me being a producer and a mixer, you know, I'm able to go to him and ask him how they did certain production things and what they used on Axel's vocal and what they used for that drum sound and how they did certain things and really learn from him on a technical level, which is great too, you know? Man, is there any uh, stories that you can share with us that people maybe don't know yet? Oh my God. Um, There's one that he probably wouldn't mind me telling. one that basically his dog uh mike had a a lab a black lab i believe it was a black lab and he was driving his uh wife's car that night or his girlfriend's car at the time i'm not sure if i'm getting that right but anyways he was driving home from the studio and the dog was just violently throwing up all over the brand new car in the back seat all over the place and he didn't know what the hell it was from and he calls the band and he's like, yo, did y'all feed my dog something? Like, what the hell's going on? He's sick <laughs> as can be. He's throwing up all over the place. And they're like, no, I mean, I can't think of anything out of the ordinary that we would have given him. And, you know, Duff's like, I mean, I gave him some Hershey bars here and there. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, was I not supposed to do that? You know, so, like, you know, stuff like that that just like, you know, probably back then. He didn't know you weren't supposed to give a dog chocolate. And God only knows what was going on. But you know, just like little things that have personality that to me shows like a little bit of the personality of the band and the, you know, the, the innocence of the band amongst all the craziness of the band of that time. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like it's almost an endearing story to me <laughs> because I've had bands in my studio do stupid shit that they had no clue they were doing something stupid. You know what I mean? And it's just like, oh, the naiveness and not knowing you're doing something stupid with my dog, you know? <laughs> totally, man. Awesome, man. Uh, well, I got to say, man, your vocal style is really cool, dude. You're, you are fucking talented as fuck, man. I like the fact that you are able to do, like, rap as well as fucking sing. And thank you, man. I gotta ask you, man. Like, where did you get your influences? Like, what what kind of stuff did you grow up listening to? Man, my my influences honestly are all over the place. I grew up mainly listening to hip hop and like hair metal. You know, like I think when I was younger, maybe Skid Row was the heaviest thing that I listened to, and then it got into like Pantera, Sepultura. And stuff like that, but I was really, really big into like Too Short, NWA, Ice Cube, all that kind of stuff, man. Yeah. And uh, there was just something about the energy between metal and hip hop that connected with me that both of them were just like music that had an attitude and didn't give a fuck. And so to me, hip hop was a little bit punk rock. Um, so after I was kind of got into metal, in that I started really getting into like Sex Pistols, Circle Jerks, Dead Kennedys, and all that kind of stuff. And um, so that's what really piqued my interest in music. And then I've always been a sucker for a good pop song. Like I loved Michael Jackson growing up. 
Um, I love like Billy Joel, Uptown Girl, and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know, as I got older, I still even got into like the boy band stuff. There was something about the songs that were like intoxicating to me about those choruses of being so catchy. And I was just like, man, like, you know, Max Martin that produced and wrote most of that Britney Spears, Katy Perry, Backstreet Boys, all that stuff. He's a diehard metalhead. And there, it's just weird because I was just like, is there a way to incorporate catchy ass <laughs> songs into the most angry, piss and vinegar music that I could find? If I can find yeah. that connection of catchiness, then I can make the mass majority of people try to love heavy metal that typically wouldn't, you know, without without being total maw metal cookie cutter fluff. You know what I mean? Yeah, still yeah. Still keeping the true piss and vinegar there but something that's still accessible to people that you can get a song stuck in your head yeah yeah, totally man and you can man and you're doing it man you know it's funny that you that you mentioned all that like i remember growing up uh in the early 80s michael jackson thriller that was one of the first songs that really got me into music uh like period just when i was fucking little little fucking shit just walking around you know my mom would be blasting that stuff and dancing right. to it and you know and that that got me into it and then later on it was iron maiden and uh heavier stuff but um it's crazy how it's all it's just all connected you know like it's, it's just i so mean it really it really is i mean you take thriller that and you put metal guitars to that it's a fucking metal song you know like it really is. You just up the amp game and you call it done, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, man. And it's still such an iconic song. <clears throat> I, I was just at a, a, a fucking uh, musical for my kids at the school and uh, the band started playing a, a fucking symphonic version of Thriller and it made me laugh because it, it, it brought back that memory of that, you know, like when I was little. And it's just so funny how like that stuff just is still is still carrying on, but uh, oh totally man, it's it's timeless, you know, and it's uh, you know, for me, I've never been afraid to admit something that I like. There was no guilty pleasures for me. It's just if I liked it, I liked it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, you know, I never felt like I needed to make excuses. You know, it's like i'll go from freaking pantera to one direction i don't care you know it does not matter to me i'll go from wham to freaking i hate god or something like that don't care you know um to me if it's good and it makes me feel a certain emotion at that time that's all that matters to me and that's what art is about is about feeling the emotion yeah i you know i remember uh i remember in the 90s uh i was huge fucking metalhead man into all the like death metal and and like really heavy stuff and we moved to uh, this place out in arizona and my friend or, or i met this kid that lived down the road and we became friends because he liked to smoke weed so he came over and we started smoking weed and i was playing all this heavy stuff for him and he's like he's a fucking he's like what the fuck is this and uh he, he brings over these tapes and it's fucking <coughs> dr dre the fucking uh uh chronic fucking album and mm -hmm. stuff like that i had never heard stuff like that before i'd never really even been exposed to rap before that and then when i right. heard that shit and i heard all the fucking swearing and the fucking f words and like just the stuff that they were talking about it was so fucking street 
It was so fucking heavy, and I was like, what the fuck is this? This is badass, dude. And it was basically, <laughs> it's urban punk rock. It's what it was, you know? It was yeah, it's, it was I, music, counterculture, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I can totally see the connection with, when you said punk rock, like, I can totally see that just with a different culture, you know? Like, it's just a different, um, <coughs> it's just a different culture, that's all, but they're listening to their own version of of what we would consider like total like punk fucking rock you know just just crazy fucking just out there shit man yeah 100 percent. like tupac and all that shit man i mean to me he was just punk as fuck he didn't give a shit you know let the middle fingers fly did not care (laughs) yeah tell me about that song she's a bitch man fucking i was listening to the fucking uh uh the remix of that which is really cool too can you tell us about uh, that? Yeah, I mean, speaking of Guns N' Roses, that, that's really funny because that whole song, She's a Bitch, came to me in a dream. The whole song wrote itself in a dream. And it was a dream that I was hanging out at some show and Slash happened to be outside. And he was sitting on like a bench by himself and I went over to him and I was like, yo, what's up, Slash? How you doing, man? And he's like, I was like, you look super bummed. He's like, fuck, man, my fucking, you know, chick just dumped me blah 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 and he was like super bummed out you know and he looked at me and he's like she's a bitch but i couldn't live without her man and i was like something about that in the dream stuck to me and i was like man that sounds like a song like in the dream me talking him Mm -hmm. and he's like yeah that does sound like a song title and it was like me and him started going back and forth spitting lyrics that ended up being the lyrics of the song like i woke up and just started writing them down uh, it was the craziest fucking thing. So that's how that song actually came to me. Was in a freaking dream. Oh yeah, man, that's awesome, man. So uh, yeah. Looking back on, on on your career so far, man, what's some uh, what's some of the craziest things that you've seen on stage? Oh shit. Um. Uh. Craziest things I've seen on stage. I mean, some of the craziest shit I've actually done when I was full of piss of vinegar i used to be in a hardcore band and uh, we were managed by billy milano from sod mod <laughs> nice and i will tell you the craziest shit i've ever seen period from any fucking human beings was touring with those guys like every night was some kind of new chaos um billy milano he's a great guy but he is fucking insane literally insane um one night we were out to dinner it was me him and scott ian and my drummer at the time and i said something that i i mouthed off to him and like did said something smart alecky because i was a <laughs> dumbass back then but anyways motherfucker picks me up head first throws me in a trash can in hoboken new jersey full of trash and throws me in it and then rolls my ass down the fucking street and I'm covered in like spaghetti sauce, trash, all this nasty shit right before we're supposed to eat. It's like nice five-star restaurant. Um, that's the kind of shit you're dealing with with that guy. Like you just didn't know what was going to happen. And it was like if you're on the other end of it, it's fucking hilarious. And if you're the guy getting fucked with, it sucks. Um, but, what did you uh, do? Shit. I couldn't do anything but take it. <laughs> you kidding me? I would have got my ass kicked, man. I was a little punk ass then. (laughs) 
But the show that actually met him to manage us, we are opening up for uh, Black Label Society, I believe. And um, some guy kept like flicking me off at the front of the stage when we were playing. And then I kind of dealt with that. And then he spit on me. And I dove out in the crowd, started beating his ass. <laughs> and I got escorted out by security and told I was never allowed to come back again. And that was the night Billy Milano's like, I like this band. I think I want to work with you guys. So, you know, maybe that was part of, part of it. I don't know. But <laughs> so just stupid shit like that. Like me doing dumb shit, like I'm throwing wedges off the stage, busted them because they kept feeding back. Shit that I'm not proud of now that I was just like a dumb punk ass, you know. But um, I don't know as far as other shit. I mean, there's crazy shit that's happened at shows. Like we were doing a show in Jacksonville and this huge freaking brawl broke out. The guys from Deftones were there. And uh, like this dude got the whole front of the club was a big glass window. And next thing I know, I just see this guy going flying through the fucking front glass window. And even when they threw him through the window, they were still beating his ass. So everybody was just dogpiling this guy, beating the shit out of him, covered up in broken glass. It was the craziest shit I've ever seen. We obviously stopped playing the show at that point because it was just getting insane. But um, yeah, and then I guess uh, another weird one was, um, shit, what was it? It was in North Carolina. I cannot think of the town it was a military base but anyways we started playing this military guy punches this girl in the face knocks her across the freaking room and it was like something out of a scene of a movie where the entire place started to like an entire brawl like tables flying chairs flying all-out war and we had to basically run off stage take cover and hunker down and hide in our van so we didn't get our asses kicked um by a bunch of military people it was crazy shit so weird shit like that man you know uh, hell yeah man fucking uh, you talking about throwing getting getting thrown out of places though that that reminds me of uh one time when i went and seen uh i seen clutch at this small little place and it was right after dimebag from pantera had been murdered and i was right. wearing a pantera shirt and i was in there and i was drunk as fuck and i was trying to get up to the front and I was trying to climb up over so I could stage dive. And man, at that time, the fucking security was not fucking taking no shit at all, man. Like, it, it was serious, you know. Everything was on high alert. And uh, I guess like a dumbass, you know, I, I probably could have thought of a better shirt to wear. I don't know. Like, right. <laughs> I didn't think about it. But like, they grabbed me, dude. And they fucking walked. They, they carried me like a fucking battering ram and used my head to fucking open the doors and threw me out in the street and i was sitting nice. out there yeah i was like fuck man <laughs> that is like some shit you'd see in a movie like with a big bald fucking dude like using your shirt like handles using your head and fucking throwing you out <laughs> yeah it was crazy my friends were still in the show they were still in there watching the show so i had to wait on them because i wasn't driving but I was sitting out there, but then it was cool because these fucking hippies come walking over and they're like, hey man, you look like you're having a bad night. And I'm like, yeah, you wouldn't believe it. And they're like, come on with us, man. We'll go smoke some weed in the back of our van. And I was like, okay. 
Ah, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, man. Took a bad thing and made it a positive for you. Yeah. Uh, so I got some questions for you coming in from the uh, listeners, man. Um, cool. Vicky wants to know, what do you prefer, blood baths or showers? <laughs> uh, blood baths. <laughs> no hesitation. <laughs> Next question. Lady Red wants to know, how many instruments can you play? Ooh, let's see. Yeah, play bass, drums, guitar, keys and sinks, and pretty much everything but brass instruments. Anything from a school band besides a drum, I don't do it. Oh, yeah. Another question. Yeah. Uh, have you ever played in Canada or would you like to? No, I have not. I was actually supposed to on that tour with, uh, with MOD and somebody in the band had a drug charge and it was funny because we actually got stuck at the canadian border and we were stuck there with h2o that punk band and we they turned they denied us at the border at canada and then we tried to come back into the u.s and they wouldn't let us back in the u.s so we were stuck there for 24 hours at the border with nobody letting us in either country it was a shit show so no i have not but i would love to oh, yeah. as long as it's not winter <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> fucking cold there's shit uh, next question Ashley wants to know what do you prefer boxers or briefs or nothing ooh I'm a more I'm a boxer guy now but I prefer nothing uh depends on the climate but uh what about when my you're, jeans are what about when you're on stage on stage, I actually prefer nothing because I don't like anything getting bunched up and being uncomfortable. There you go, Ashley. <laughs> Next question. Uh, Goat Blood Fetish wants to know, how much weed do you smoke? Actually, zero. I've never smoked weed in my life. Oh, shit. Odd fact about me. I've been straight edge my entire life. There you go, man. <laughs> Yeah, I've never touched a drink, no nothing. All right. Next question. Uh, if you could play with anybody on stage, who would it be? Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. That's, that is way too hard of a question. I mean, it would have to be a festival lineup of me putting together a fucking festival to answer that question. What would be like, like your dream festival? Let's see here. If I could get, <clears throat> um, Sepultura original lineup. It, does these, these people have to be alive or dead? It doesn't matter. Okay. There we go. Sorry, I'm asking too many details. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, with you 100% on the Sepultura original, man. Bring back Max and Igor. Yeah, 100%, hands down. Uh, so, Sepultura original lineup. Uh, Guns N' Roses. I'm fine if it's Matt Sorum. Original lineup with either Adler or Matt. Actually, probably I prefer Matt Sorum. Just so the Use Your Illusion stuff would be on point. Uh, Skid Row original lineup. Snot, if they could be brought back from the dead. Um, Rancid. 
Um, Pantera. Rage Against the Machine. Uh, Corn. Slipknot. Ice Cube. Dr. Dre. And I'm gonna have to go with Ramones. Wow. That probably, yeah. That'd probably be a good lineup that I would probably. And if I had to throw a classic rock act in there, like more classic, classic rock, Aerosmith. <laughs> that would be fucking had, awesome, man. Yeah, that would be like the holy shit. I just died and went to heaven. Um, oh, yeah. And, and to get Axel and uh, uh, Steven Tyler to get on stage at the same time and do one of the songs. Like, yeah, that'd be I, so cool. I know they've cool. done it before, but like that would be fucking awesome to see. Yeah, it would be so cool to see. And see Skid Row, an original lineup, that'd be oh, great, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, I would say I'd throw, like, Soylent Green or fucking something like that in the mix, but that'd just be too weird, where all those other bits <laughs> could sort of fit together. <laughs> I don't know, man. A lot of that stuff doesn't really stick together, but it would be cool. Like, I can see... If it was a two-day festival, I think you could get away with it. <laughs> All right, next question. Bobby Paranoise wants to know, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? What the fuck? What that woodchuck would probably... <laughs> I don't know, man. Probably chuck a lot of fucking chucking wood. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Right on. All right, brother. Well, I guess I'm about out of questions for you. Is there anything else you want to let the people know? Nah, man. I mean, thank you guys for the support. Check out the the full album comes out uh, July 8th. Uh, we're going to be dropping another single, I think, before then. Um, so, yeah, check it out whenever we put some stuff out. Um, Where can they go to, to find out more information? Uh, you could go to our Instagram. We're, we're pretty decent about updating that. But if you just keep check, you know, follow us on Spotify or whatever you get your sources for music or YouTube, whatever you'll be able to find pretty much everything we got. Um, but yeah, so just stay in touch. Listen to everything. The new album is freaking awesome. I'm really proud of it. There's some heavy-ass shit on there that we're stoked about. And, uh, you know, shout out to Keith for making this interview happen. And, uh, yeah, man, just thank you for listening. That's all I can say. I'm really honored and grateful that anybody's paying attention. It really means a lot. Awesome, Brad. Awesome, man. Well, thanks a lot for taking the time to talk to us, man. I know you don't feel good and everything, and uh, hope you feel better soon, man. Um, thanks, man. I appreciate you for having me, and I appreciate all you guys for listening. Yeah, dude. Before I let you go, can I get you to make us a station tag real quick? Yes, sir. What do you? How do you want this spit out? Say anything you want. Just say something like, uh, this is American Terror, and you're listening to Metal Devastation Radio. Hey, this is Brad Cox from America Terra, and you're listening to Metal Devastation Radio. Fuck yeah, man. All right. What I'm going to do awesome. now, I'm going to blast some more American Terror for these motherfuckers so they can go crazy, all right? <laughs> you rock, man. I appreciate it, Zach. All right, man. We'll talk to you later, brother. All right, buddy. See ya. Cheers. Right. Bye-bye. There you have it, folks. American Terror live on the Zach Moonshine Show with Metal Devastation Motherfucking Radio. Like I said earlier, put your speakers in your windows, put them in your front lawns, put them in your neighbor's driveway. Put them everywhere, man. If you don't see you all trucks, 
What the fuck? Seriously, man. Seriously.